0: Section Two of the Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume Two by Robert Burton. Section Two. Partition Two, Section One, Member Two. Lawful Cures First from God. Being so clearly evinced, as it is, all unlawful cures are to be refused. It remains to treat of such, as are to be admitted, and those are commonly such which God has appointed, by virtue of stones, herbs, plants, meats, and the like, which are prepared and applied to our use, by art and industry of physicians, who are the dispensers of such treasures for our good, and to be honoured for necessity's sake. God's intermediate ministers, to whom in our infirmities we are to seek for help. Yet not so that we rely too much, or wholly upon them. A Joe Principium. We must first begin with prayer, and then use physic. Not one without the other, but both together. To pray alone and reject ordinary means is to do like him in Aesop, that when his cart was stalled lay flat on his back, and cried aloud, Help, Hercules! But that was to little purpose, except, as his friend advised him, Rotis Tute, Ipse Annitaris. He whipped his horse's withal and put his shoulder to the wheel. God works by means, as Christ cured the blind man with clay and spittle. Orandum est, ut sit mens sana, in corpore sano. As we must pray for health of body and mind, so we must use our utmost endeavours to preserve and continue it. Some kind of devils are not cast out, but by fasting and prayer, and both necessarily required, not one without the other. For all the physic we can use, art, excellent industry, is to no purpose without calling upon God. Niljuvat immensos cratero, prometere montes. It is in vain to seek for help, run ride except god bless you non siculi tapes dulcem elaborabunt saporem non animum quiterave cantus non domus et fundus non eris acervus et auri ae possunt domino de ducere febres with house with land with money and with gold the master's fever will not be controlled We must use our prayer and physic both together, and so, no doubt, but our prayers will be available, and our physic take effect. Tis that Hezekiah practiced. 2 Kings 20. Luke the Evangelist, and which we are enjoined. Colossians 4. Not the patient only, but the physician himself. Hippocrates, a heathen, required this in a good practitioner, and so did Galen in that tract of his. Tis a rule which he does inculcate, and many others. Hyperius, in his first book, speaking of that happiness and good success, which all physicians desire and hope for in their cures, tells them that it is not to be expected, except with a true faith they call upon God, and teach their patients to do the like. The Council of Lateran, Canon twenty second, decreed they should do so. The fathers of the church have still advised as much. Whatsoever thou takest in hand, says Gregory, let God be of thy counsel. Consult with him that healeth those that are broken in heart. Psalm one hundred forty and seven three, and bindeth up their sores. Otherwise, as the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 46, 11, denounced to Egypt In vain shalt thou use many medicines, for thou shalt have no health. It is the same counsel which Comineus, that politic historiographer, gives to all Christian princes, upon occasion of that unhappy overthrow of Charles, Duke of Burgundy, by means of which he was extremely melancholy and sick to death, insomuch that neither physic nor persuasion could do him any good. Perceiving his preposterous error belike, adviseth all great men in such cases to pray first to God with all submission and penitency, to confess their sins, and then to use physic. The very same fault it was, which the prophet reprehends in Asa king of Judah, that he relied more on physic than on God, and by all means would have him to amend it. And tis a fit caution to be observed of all other sorts of men. The prophet David was so observant of this precept that in his greatest misery and vexation of mind he put this rule first in practice. Psalm 77, 3 When I am in heaviness, I will think on God. Psalm 86, 4 Comfort the soul of thy servant, for unto thee I lift up my soul. And verse 7 In the day of trouble will I call upon thee for thou hearest me. Psalm fifty four one, save me, O God, by Thy name, etc. Psalm eighty two, Psalm twenty, and tis the common practice of all good men. Psalm fifty seven thirteen, when their heart was humbled with heaviness, they cried to the Lord in their troubles, and He delivered them from their distress, and they have found good success in so doing, as David confesseth. Psalm 30.12. Thou hast turned my mourning into joy, Thou hast loosed my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness. Therefore he advised all others to do the like. Psalm 31.24. All these that trust in the Lord be strong, and he shall establish your heart. It is reported by Sudas, speaking of Hezekiah, that there was a great book of old, of King Solomon's writing, which contained medicines for all manner of diseases, and lay open still as they came into the temple. But Hezekiah, king of Jerusalem, caused it to be taken away, because it made the people secure to neglect their duty in calling and relying upon God out of a confidence in those remedies. Minutius, that worthy consul of Rome, in an oration he made to his soldiers, was much offended with them and taxed their ignorance, that in their misery called more on him than upon God. A general fault it is all over the world, and minutious speech concerns us all. We rely more on physic, and seek oftener to physicians than to God himself. As much faulty are they that prescribe, as they that ask, respecting wholly their gain, and trusting more to their ordinary receipts and medicines many times, than to him that made them. I would wish all patients in this behalf, in the midst of their melancholy, to remember that of Siracides, Ecclesiastes, one eleven and 12. The fear of the Lord is glory and gladness and rejoicing. The fear of the Lord maketh a merry heart, and giveth gladness and joy and long life, and all such as prescribe physic, to begin in nomine dei, as Mesoe did, to imitate Laelius Afonte Eugubinus, that in all his consultations still concludes with a prayer for the good success of his business, and to remember that of Credo, one of their predecessors Fuge avaritiam et sine oratione et invocations Dei nihil facies avoid covetousness and do nothing without invocation upon God. End of section two.